0: Hi, Serena.
1: Hi, Mike. <laughs> you know you know what to do. Yes. Uh, today we have Anthony Price, Executive Director of the Gold Star Ride Foundation. Hello, Anthony. Welcome to our show.
2: Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. <laughs> well, we're delighted to have
0: you. We, we know you've ridden over 100,000 miles in support of the Gold Star families. So tell us why. Tell us what a Gold Star family is for people out there listening that don't know. And what
2: drives you to do this? You know, all good questions. First of all, a Gold Star family. is uh, That's the immediate family members of somebody who's killed in the military. So we, we kind of start from there. Uh, mm-hmm. Why I do it? I don't know. It came to me in a vision one night. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, right? I'm trying to be a little <laughs> bit facetious here. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, um, well, you know what? I, I was uh, out doing a thing uh, in support of an organization called Tee It Up for the Troops um which is a golf tournament thing that and i think they're doing golf tournaments in all 50 states now but they're raising a bunch of money because uh, a guy's son went over to iraq and dad called him up and said well what can we do for what can we do for you and the guy says you know what we don't have enough sandwiches and we don't have enough kevlar and we don't have enough and he rattled off a bunch of things and the guy says well all right i'll have a golf tournament to raise some money and we'll see what we can get sent over there. Well, now they've they've raised, I think they're up to like $19 million in 18 years or something Ooh, like that. That's a good and, sandwich. And, and they're doing, yeah, and they're doing golf tournaments all over the place. Well, as a matter of coincidence, I was there in support of what they were doing. And I have since been to that one golf tournament nine years in a row. Oh, wow. So, And I just did it a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I still support what they're doing. And, but on this one particular time, the very first time I was in there, um, they, uh, there was another group of motorcycles that came in. Well, there were, well, we we're, first of all, we we're at a private country club, which, oh, I bet. Okay, that, so, yeah, private country club has its own, um, you no, know, what's the word that we're looking for here? It's culture. Yeah, there you go, culture. So Private Country Club has its own culture. And I'm a biker from the olden days. I started riding motorcycles when Richard Nixon was in his first term. So, uh, uh, you know, riding motorcycles goes way, way back for me. And when I heard the thunderous roar of a group of motorcycles coming in, I knew right away that it was not thunder. It was motorcycle. Uh, and they did,
0: they did not belong to that country club. And they did not belong to that
2: country club. That's exactly right. Uh, anyway we start talking with a few of the guys on the bikes and they said well look we're going to go on a ride tomorrow why don't you join us and I said all right I got nothing else planned I'll go on a ride with you tomorrow and at that point I did not know what a gold star family was I didn't hadn't heard the term wasn't familiar with the concept didn't know anything about it so we get on I'm meeting with all these like 90 motorcycles that met the next day and we all got a full tank of gas and down the road we go and when you're riding in a group when I'm riding in a group I follow the motorcycle in front of me. Yes. That's, that's. I don't care where we're going. That's (laughs) that's irrelevant. I have to follow the motorcycle that's in front of me. Uh, So down the road we go and we pull off into a, you know, we're down the highway a little bit and that's all good and fun. And then we pull off into a residential part of town and I'm thinking, this is kind of weird. And then we pull off into a cul-de-sac and I'm going, okay, where are we going? Because I'm thinking we're (laughs) going to go to a bar. Right. right? Well, that's what <laughs> right. you do, you go to a bar. Uh well, as things happen, um, we pulled into the cul-de-sac and the first motorcycle parked right in the middle. And I mean, we just motorcycles just consumed the entire cul-de-sac, just everywhere. Just, motorcycles everywhere. Awesome. And I'm looking up and uh, you know, I get to say this because this is a podcast, right? So we're long form interview. Oh, yeah, like so I you I get are. to I get to say stuff like. Uh, You know, I looked up at the houses in this cul-de-sac and I saw the curtains going closed and I saw people (laughs) peeking around the curtains because, you know, we got 90 thunderous motorcycles pulling into this neighborhood. I don't know why we're there. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm just following the motorcycle in front of me. Like a good
0: Marine. You were acting like a Uh, Marine at that point. (laughs)
2: uh, Yeah, we'll make all kinds of Marine Uber jokes later. I like it. I like it um so anyway uh everybody gets off motorcycles everybody goes in and uh uh congregates in uh in one front yard right in the middle of the cul-de-sac and a country music singer named rocky lynn you may have heard of him some of your listeners may have heard of him he's had uh, some borderline hits and and uh, as a matter of fact there's going to be a documentary coming out about the life and times of rocky lynn here I think in like six, sometime in the next six months, there's a Netflix deal or, or a Amazon prime deal or something. Anyway, um, Rocky's standing on the front steps and he opens the door and out comes this 20 something, maybe 27, 28 year old woman holding a toddler. And she's got another one clinging to her leg, you know, two little kids, uh, or she's holding a baby and had the toddler clinging to her leg. And, um. Rocky goes uh, telling the story of how she married her high school sweetheart who joined the army on the buddy system with his best friend. And the best friend stepped on an IED or mm-hmm. landmine or something and turned into meat soup instantly. And her husband found that she, he was wearing, uh, we get to be a little bit graphic here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, he was actually wearing his best friend. I mean, just, uh, it sort was a well. horrific horrific yes. uh set of circumstances um well a month or so later he's uh diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder which isn't a disorder at all and we'll get into that in a little while uh but he's uh given 60 days this was a long time ago um just uh-huh. quite a while ago this is a right on the on the cusp of when um post-traumatic stress was recognized as uh Real. A service connected, <laughs> as a service connected thing.
1: Sure.
2: Anyway, they gave him sixty days at in a in a VA hospital somewhere in Los Angeles or Southern California, and uh, and on day sixty one they said, "Hey, there's a door. Don't let it hit. Don't let it hit you in the butt on the way out." Uh, yeah. And the short story is, and there she's from Minnesota, where I'm from, so we're at her house in Minnesota. Uh, why he was in a hospital in L.A. defies logic. Um, so we're not going to go there either. Um, sounds sounds about
1: right for the military,
2: (laughs) but he, uh, he, uh, he became one of the 22 a day in about six days, um, took his own life. Now, again, this was at a time when that wasn't recognized or, or it wasn't officially recognized by the military. Uh, you know, when I got out, uh, taking your own life, that was definitely not part of the military contract. Right. Um, so, uh, anyways, she's cut off without nothing, she didn't get life insurance benefits, nothing. Um, so this group of bikes that were standing there in the front yard looked at her and said, Okay, uh, you're either going to be a welfare mom or we're going to help you get through college and um, we're, we're going to help you out with this thing. So, everybody opened up their wallets, and and she was uh, the short story is she ended up with a college degree and became a uh. Uh, an active. A respectable member of her community. Awesome. um, Which is, you know, that's really what we all want, right? Nobody really wants to be uh, a burden on the system. Right. Um, Everybody wants to, whether they are willing to admit it or not. (laughs) Everybody really wants to contribute.
0: I I don't know. I've met some people that don't want to contribute. I'm just going to throw that out
2: there. (laughs) Well uh as i said they may not say it out loud but in in in, intuitively that's really what they want um and i i i am going to insist that i that that's true whether or not it is because that's just a better way to go um and i was in tears and in fact i looked out over this front lawn and i saw 90 bikers i mean you know leather and bandanas, and smoking cigarettes, and sunglasses, and and weird tan lines like mine. Um, Actually, the weirdest one is the back of my hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's, The gloves. Yeah, the gloves have a little opening right there. Anyway, um, so this is what I'm looking out over, and I see there's not a dry eye in the house. There's not a, every one of these bikers is in tears, just streaming down their face. Mine was no different, and it was after that after being a part of that story, and we went on through for the rest of the day, we went on to see four more Gold Star families. <laughs> and that's when I learned what a Gold Star family was. But it was before I got on my motorcycle after that first visit. I just something just rang. That's and awesome. And I said, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Um, and I rode with that group for the next, uh, I think, four years. Uh, and they ride one weekend a year in Minnesota and they take care of gold star families in Minnesota one weekend a year. So they handle about four families a year. And after four years, I was riding with them and we were at a gold star family's home. And I went to the, I found the, the, there was a circle of people and oh look, board member, board member, board member, okay. So I've walked up and I had an impromptu meeting with the board and I said, what we're doing here is really awesome, but it's not enough. We need to go national. We need their gold star families all over the country. There's work to be done everywhere. Mm. We can't do this one weekend a year in this little state of Minnesota. We need to go national and we need to be working year round. Mm-hmm. And, and they burst into laughter and they said, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. You can never go. You can't ride national. You can't take care of, you can't do it. You can't, can't, right. can't. And you know, I'm one of them guys that the best way to get me to get something done is tell me I can't do it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so what ended up happening then is, uh, and you know, I guess the way that I'm telling the story, I, 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 I haven't told it this way in about two or three years, but uh, I guess the way I'm telling the story really kind of lends itself nicely to what has happened since then. Um, so it was a year later that I, I got on my motorcycle and I rode an average of 307 miles a day, seven days a week for eight weeks. It was just just shy of eighteen thousand miles. I made it to forty four states, and I met with sixty four gold star families around the country.
0: Wow! That's when, awesome. when I
2: got home from that, now now you got me on my. I'm just going now. I'm getting me to shut up is going to be the trick. Hey, okay. we only got
0: thirty minutes, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, you keep the clock going. Let me know when I'm running out of time. Um, so anyway, after I finished that first huge ride, and incidentally. Uh, 307 miles was my average. That was the average number of miles I rode every day. The first 14 days of my, of that ride, my motorcycle was broke down for nine of them. Oh my God. So now figure you out went, how many miles I was really going. You must've been on a Harley. <laughs> uh, yeah. And an old one at that. <laughs> um, uh, and it, yeah, it's sad story about the old Harley. Um, I was on my way back from the black Hills just a couple of days ago. And uh, I was headed for a town. I was going to stay in a motel in that town. I said, okay, I know it's dark, but I'm going to make it. I got a headlight. I'm going to go to this town. It's only a couple more miles down the road. Um, I managed to to uh, hit the rib cage of a deer with my headlight at 70 oh. miles an hour. Oh. So since you and I talked last, which was what, three weeks ago? Probably. More or less, whatever. Whatever it was, um, uh, that that crash happened since then, and I should not be here. People don't survive a a motorcycle no. with a deer crash. Not at not that miles. speed. No, no, they just don't. And I didn't even lay the bike down. What? I I folded the deer around the headlight and in the wind jammer, and he destroyed my uh, destroyed my fender, my forks, uh, def- destroyed my uh, the oh my god, my roll cage is just Done. destroyed. Yeah, and my lowers that I had on my bike, uh, they're all just destroyed. Everything is destroyed. And I folded them in half around the headlight and then I rolled right over the top of them with both wheels. You like harpooned and I, the Bike didn't even go down. Whoa. Um, but I, I did go from 70 to 20 that fast. Yeah. How's how's your <laughs> yeah. back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh well, my back is broken nine ways from Sunday. So my back is never good. So oh, okay. I, I don't even notice it uh, whatever, you know, hit the deer and all right, So yeah, you have, you part, deer? Of part of the deal deer it's in just your just freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, but yeah. you know, I, um, I, I have to be, uh, you know, as honest with you as I can be, I did not see him coming at all. No. It was dark. It was dark. I didn't see him jump out of the ditch. I didn't see him trying to run across the road. I didn't see him in front of me. All I know was boom. I hit yeah. him. It was just that fast that I managed to not, uh, the bike didn't go down. I stayed up on two wheels and I went into a front wheel wobble. And as soon as the front wheel wobble stopped, you know, I got back into, you know, I'm only going 20 or 30 miles an hour now. Uh, but as soon as the front wheel wobble stopped, the first thing that went through my mind was holy shit, I should be dead. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. Um, (laughs) Anyway, getting back to the other ride. Yeah, the the motorcycle is totaled today. So mm. we're, we're You'll get uh, another one. You'll get a new one. Uh well, I'm hoping so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually don't want a new one. Uh I don't like computers on vehicles. I'm I'm not a fan. What? I'm not a fan of computers. It's just one more thing to go wrong. And the computer thinks it's smarter than me. Well, so maybe the computer will <laughs> leave me on the side of the road when I got something silly like uh, a few like bad gas. My computer's smarter than
0: me. You. Yeah. Yeah. Is, no.
2: but... uh, We can have that conversation too, because I was an <laughs> it guy for 17 years, uh, Lord! Uh, but uh, yeah, now I'm recovering my it. I'm recovering it anyway, back to the 307 miles a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, I got home from that ride and I spent a month making sure that my wife still loved me. And after, after 20, yeah, mine does you know,
0: too. Unfortunately,
2: I was together. Yeah, oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after 29 and a half days, she finally let me in the house. Good uh, job. And and then when she did, excuse me here, excuse my reach. I wrote the book, yours very sincerely and respectfully. So this book, it's a bona fide book. Look, it has my name on the front somewhere. Oh, pretty and, in and, if you're, and if you're wondering if I really wrote it, if you look in the back, it's filled with pictures. I'm in almost all of them. Huh. Know, that's that's me talking to the Idaho fireman. Because when I did this long ride, 307 miles a day, seven uh-huh. days a week for eight weeks, when I did that, that was the year. That was 2018. That was the year that everything in the Northwest was on fire all the way to the Dakotas. And Canada was on fire, too.
0: Oh, I forgot so about I, that.
2: Yeah, everything was burning. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's so there's a whole long diatribe i stopped on the side of the road and talked to the firemen in idaho and we had a nice long chat it was a lot of fun talking to the heroes of the day heroes so, of the day anyway so yeah so we got a book and all the money from the book goes back to the gold star ride foundation and we've sold thousands of copies of the book i'm really impressed with uh, the sales of the book people are people are those people who read it just love it so because it's on it, amazon you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at goldstarride.org. You can buy it at Barnesandnoble.com.
0: And what's it called? Yours
2: very sincerely and respectfully. There we go.
0: I was just I gotta type that in
2: there so people can see it.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, I'm writing it down.
2: <laughs> oh, hey, Serena is <laughs> right. a great note taker. All I right, did you get the website goldstarride.org? Yeah.
0: So I want to ask you a question yeah. about goldstarride uh, dot, dot org. How many members do you have now? And how
2: many trips a year or we've got a board of directors um, Uh and that's it. And that's it. We don't do memberships. We're a 501 C three charity organization. We use motorcycles. That's, that's our, um, that's our vehicle for, which I mean in more than one way, but um, when we're going on a ride, for example, I'm leaving in uh, three days. I'm summertime is home base is Minneapolis. wintertime home base is uh florida um so we're i'm riding year-round so when i'm going to go someplace for example i'm going to denver Uh in three three days i'll be going to denver and we'll be visiting some of the communities around denver and in into uh the rocky mountains grand lake is one of our destinations um i don't know if you're familiar with grand lake colorado or not i am but but uh yeah, so we'll be I'll be in Grand Lake, Colorado on Saturday. So what we do is we put the word out to everybody who's there. Uh, and we just say, anybody on a motorcycle, come and join us. This uh, is, okay. We'll we'll be kickstands up at 10 30 at this American Legion or that VFW or that DAV or or that okay. VFW or, or whichever it is. You driving um, through Kansas City? <laughs> uh no. no. <laughs> Serena, um, no I, one wants to go to Kansas City. <laughs> Excuse me. I was in Kansas City a year ago.
1: It's the greatest place on earth.
2: Um, I think Kansas City has a lot of great things to offer. Yeah. Bar- I, None of them are a football team. Uh, but... I beg your
1: pardon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you miss Five the game more... last night? <laughs> uh, actually, I I saw I saw enough of the game to understand that they're definitely a power to be reckoned with.
1: I mean, when you pull your starters in the very first game of the season with seven. How many minutes left at
0: the end of the game? Come on! Yeah, I I couldn't watch anything after the Cowboys game. I was so happy that they got beat that I, I <laughs> my eyes were closed. I was smiling so big <laughs> the rest of the. Day.
2: Well, see for me because I'm up here in Minnesota, I was happy to see Aaron Rodgers walk away with the W, what? with an with an L. L L. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers got the big loss yesterday from the Minnesota Vikings. So that was a that was a my highlight of the of the <laughs> see, preseason. Look at us, Serena, getting sidetracked again, like we always do.
1: I know. I just had to, I I mean, since I'm in Kansas City, I had to say, because you're going to Colorado, you know, usually people drive through or around.
2: First of all, I'm coming from Minneapolis. So Kansas City is not in line with that.
1: No, it's north. Obviously, you're way north. uh,
2: Yeah, we'll be going west, far north of Kansas City. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to go west in Sioux Falls, Iowa. Got
1: it. Idaho, Idaho or Sioux uh, city,
2: Sioux city, Iowa. Sioux city, Iowa. Yeah. And what yeah. about, what so, about Pensacola? <laughs> uh, we are riding in Pensacola in February. Say Serena, everyone wants to come where I live. I, and I've been, we're I've all been the in old Pensacola a couple of go. times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one of the things I, I get to brag about when I do in these interviews while well, I've been interviewed by so many different podcasts now, but I've actually been featured on the local news in Pensacola twice. I think we've got something like 13 or 14 Gold Star families in Pensacola that we have, we have honored. Um, As a matter of fact, if you go to the Gold Star Ride Foundation website, you will see one of them pages there is the vlog page, the video log. Um, One of those videos is uh, me standing in front of the Gold Star Families Memorial in Pensacola.
0: Oh, awesome. I'll go look at that. Yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah. I
2: love Pensacola. Uh, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine used to be the, uh, uh, I shouldn't say friend, I should say acquaintance of mine used to be uh, the skipper of the base. Yeah. We don't, name, we don't, we don't care about officers on here. Oh, well, <laughs> he, he was also one of the, he was also one of the joystick handlers for the uh, Blue Angels. But we don't care about them either. Yeah, so he's he's <laughs> retired now. Hey,
0: the Blue Angels down here, man. Everyone loves the Blue Angels, and they're up in the air all the time, and people take pictures yep. of them every day. And yeah. uh, when you live down here, you're like, yes, I know the Blue Angels are flying.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I went to uh, in in 2018 when I went to Pensacola the first time. Um, I arrived in town, and I was just going to go to the naval base, just to the gate of the Naval base and do a selfie and take a picture of me on the bike in front of, in front of the, the gate. And I got close to it and they wouldn't let me in. And I said, well, I don't really, I just want a picture. And they said, well, no, 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 get,
0: yeah, get no. out,
2: get out. And I said, well, what's going on? And they said, well, the blue angels are going to take off in five minutes. Oh yeah. So I went back across the bridge and I found a little place to park over there and right along the water. I found a little, on the other side of the water Um, I found this little place to park and I sat there and I watched the blue angels and I said, clearly, they are flying just for me, right? Uh, clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly. They're, they're just <laughs> flying just for me, uh, because the spot that I got to park and watch them, and this was a Blue Angels demonstration. It wasn't a, it wasn't a practice run. They were, oh, okay, was, this was a, a show. part of a deal. Yeah, it was part of a deal. But the spot where I got to stop and watch them, nobody else was there. That's awesome. So, so yeah, it it was. Well, you know, I'm always impressed by the Blue Angels. I think I've seen them in my lifetime about four times.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, living down here, there's two weekends that I do not go uh, near Pensacola and those Blue Angels weekends uh, cause traffic and everyone's trying to okay. hit the beach. And oh my God, it's so crowded. So I just don't go. But anyway, yeah, but Pensacola
2: um, is a really great town. It,
0: it is, and I like Kansas City because they have Western Wear and barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. I like Kansas City because of its uh, schizophrenia. <laughs> oh you know my well, co-host well yeah because he, kansas city can't d- decide if it's in kansas or missouri it's yeah, a it's city true. so
1: great it needs two states oh i've never heard that before, so. oh okay yeah
2: okay right. so hold on i, I, I live back. on
1: the kansas side though
0: yeah she's a kansas girl and her husband retired from
2: the navy as well so we're all navy folks here oh i feel like i i'm i'm i've made i found my i found my little niche yeah that, hey. my, little, my little calling okay so i have a question Let me keep, make sure i got that navy pin right <laughs>
0: i say i would well, not we say i got my stuff right back here
1: i have nothing my house is flooded and i'm not in i'm not in like set up in office or anything like that and just okay. watching football but um okay so <laughs> how do you decide who is going to um who you're going to go visit? How do you know who, like, how does a family? They, they call your... me. Okay. They call
2: me and we have a, a short little vetting process to make sure. So the, the fam
1: the gold star family calls. Gold
2: star family or a close personal friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, They call us and then we got a map over on the wall and we stick a pin in the map where they are. Mm-hmm. And we look at that pin and we say, all right, how are we going to get there? Got
1: it. Okay. What are,
2: what are we going to do to get there? Now I did that one big ride in uh, 2018 But I promised my wife I would never do another ride like that. Uh, That was eight weeks of. I'm going to tell you, my wife would
0: be pretty happy
2: if I left for eight weeks. (laughs) I I think my wife was happy for about eight days. And then she started saying, where the hell are you? When are you coming home? I traveled Um,
0: so much. Mine would be too. She'd be like, no, it's time for you to stay home now.
2: Yeah. So, well, we do a couple of things. First of all, I, I do everything I can to make sure that my wife can fly to wherever it is that I have to ride to. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, so she's now visited a lot of gold star families with me. And my wife is actually an immigrant to this country. Oh. So prior to meeting me, she had no clue what it was like to have anything to do with the military at all. As a matter of fact, she came, <laughs> she came from a country with a Navy that has two boats and they're boats. Oh. They're not, they're not ships. They're boats. Now where is <laughs> Where's she from? The Dominican Republic. Okay, oh. yeah, so, so, I've been there. Yeah, me, so me too. From her, <laughs> from her perspective, the military was this invisible force that's over there. Yeah, that she never has sure. to have anything to do with it. Sure. And then all of a sudden, she meets me, and I'm here. I am a disabled vet, um, and uh, you know, so I get to bring all kinds of things to the table that she had no clue about, and oh, she had yeah. no clue about a lot of stuff for a long time. However, now we are, she's gone with me to see so many gold star families. Now she's got personal friends that she talks to regularly who are gold star moms and gold star widows that, that, that she has become friends with. So she's gone through quite a metamorphosis. If I can mm. use that kind of language oh, yeah. with, with, with regard to what it means to be defending this country and, and what it means to be a, a part of that little niche. I think the, uh, the current number of people in the United States, who ever wore a uniform is something like 6.5%, 6. 6.53%, 6. something like that. It's a pretty nut. My patch. You see the patch. I I've been re- wearing this patch for a while. You probably can't read it. No, what's it wasn't saying it says 7%. So it oh. rounded it up. 7% yeah. of is the number of uh, is a percent of the overall population that ever put on a uniform to defend this country yeah. um, and have said be, that
0: made it to be higher. So people understand.
2: Right. And it's not because we need it to be higher. It's because if it's higher, there will be more patriotism. There will yeah. be more support and, yeah. and support. Uh, and I've said this a lot of times and I got a lot of great, and I get confused, <laughs> a lot of people think that I might be a Vietnam veteran, but no, I'm not a Vietnam veteran. I'm a Desert Storm era vet. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, the point of it is, we lost Vietnam. We did not lose Vietnam in Vietnam, yeah. right? Okay, this is, this, is, uh, this is a point worth making and putting a little emphasis on. Um, we did not lose Vietnam in Vietnam. When when the, uh, the ceasefire was signed, the North Vietnamese representative met with the American representative and the American representative made a comment, something like, we won every battle, every single battle. We won it. We had 58,000 casualties. That's the number on the wall in Washington, D.C., 58,000 and change. You guys had 7 million that you lost. We won every single battle. And the North Vietnamese counterpart said, that doesn't really matter now, does it? Mm. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't and sure. it doesn't. The reason that we we did not lose Vietnam in Vietnam, we lost Vietnam in the United States of America. And it's totally because of the lack of support for the military. When we got guys who are drafted into service, who go fight and do... Horrific things that that war calls you to do, and then they get come home and they're spit on, and they get water balloons thrown on them that are filled with urine, and oh. they have squeegees or not squeegees syringes squirted at them filled with goat's blood, and they're called baby killers. We've got a problem that needs to be rectified, and I also uh, along those same lines, Desert Storm was the first President Bush's little excursion over there in the middle east um desert storm was necessary for the from the perspective of the united states first and the perspective of kuwait second okay we went over there we took care of him we we cleaned saddam out of kuwait and and we did what we're what the mission was supposed to do but an even greater mission that nobody ever talks about was what desert storm did for the people of the united states it yeah. gave the people of the United States a reason to support the military, and up until that time, they didn't. Okay, I'm a. Uh, I got out. I got my DD two fourteen. Wait, a minute, another patch somewhere. <laughs> There's another patch here.
0: Hey, where, you can't. Where is you, it? There you can't get them now. The Navy's taking about six months to get those after you get out these days. But here well, anyway. here it is. My <laughs> DD two fourteen can kick
2: your MBA's ass. Oh man, I got both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Don't tell anybody about the MBA. I won't. I won't. Uh, and, and get me an address because, you know, we've got two phrases. We've got two phrases that are registered to our little organization. One is we ride because they died. Like it says on the bottom of the flag. The other one is my DD 214 can kick your MBA's ass.
1: My husband would so, love that.
2: So we <laughs> always have these patches for a $10 donation at the website. We'll send them out, but we'll make sure that we get, Them sent to you guys if you make sure. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. My husband would love it.
2: Um, Well, yeah, you know you got to have a cut though. You got one of these. (laughs) You got one of these. I've Um, been to Sturgis.
1: Does that count?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, you can always sew them on the front of a ball cap. Okay. There you go. Yeah. You can you can always sew them on the front of a ball cap. So what I was saying there was that that Desert Storm, the operation of Desert Storm, gave people a reason to really love and support the military. And then after 9-11, it just went further. And yes. I got, so I got my DD-214 in, in 1991. Um, in, in the middle of Desert Storm, I got a DD-214. I was, I I accepted my honorable discharge. I uh, asked them if they wanted me to, to participate in my ready reserve because I had to stay in the reserve for a while. And they said, no, nah, we got your job covered. <laughs> <laughs> You're going home. All right. So uh, they didn't need any aerographers because that's oh. what I was, aerographer, uh, weather observer, aviation, weather briefer. That's that's what I was. We'll, we'll cut that's that cool. out.
0: Of, we'll cut that out of the podcast so you can maintain some credibility. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. Um, but yeah, when I came home, I didn't tell anybody where I'd been. Yeah, I didn't I didn't let anybody know I was in the service. Uh, it was so I, different then. now. It's a pride yeah. thing you know, and it yeah. wasn't then well f- for me it really kind of you know i i hate to say it because it's it it sounds so uh sounds, we're all friends sounds so weird but but it, it it's uh uh i wear all my insignias i got a patch on my back for my shoulder sleeve and and i got stuff that says i'm a disgruntled veteran leave me alone and i got my dd214 patch up here i wear all that stuff now because i have to because it's part of the Gold Star right. Ride Foundation. Uh, and I don't ever take that off or turn that off. I, I think my mission that I'm on with the Gold Star Ride Foundation is quite frankly, too important. Um, That's awesome. So uh, I didn't start, I didn't let anybody know that I spent any, you know, I, I brought it up in passing with my wife. I said, yeah, I'm a disabled veteran. And she said, oh, okay. I don't know what that <laughs> means. And it didn't come up again for three years. Until we were going to do something, until I did that TNF right. for the troops golf tournament. Uh, and that's when she said, Aren't you a disabled vet? And I said, Yeah. She said, Well, they're raising money for veterans. So why don't you come? Why don't we go oh. with it? Well, see, and I'm going to tell you now people know what that is,
0: especially females, because they hear that and they're like, What's your percentage? They're looking for some rent money. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right? Well, sir?
1: You would be so (laughs) floored at the amount of people that come to my Uh, place of business and they're like, here's my ID. I get a military discount. And I'm like, that expired like seven years ago.
0: Oh, really? They still try to do that? Oh, yeah.
1: And I'll Um, honor it um, if it's like, if it's a veteran card or, you know, a retired card. But when somebody flashes me an ID that's like literally falling apart, disintegrating, mm -hmm. I'm like, if you really need a discount that bad, then I'll give it to you. I'm not. But I'm like, you're going to get that taken away. Where
2: where do we get these discounts from you? (laughs) Uh, Negro's Western Store. Which store is it?
1: It's called Negro's Western Store.
0: (laughs) Oh, boots and hats. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she does a great Instagram and TikTok. I just want to let you know that. Even though she hates doing
2: it, it turns out great.
1: It's awful, but thank you. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Well, uh, you know, I haven't worn cowboy boots in a long time, but I I remember them as being very comfortable attire.
1: Yes, we do have but, a motorcycle uh, clientele that come in for our bandanas, and we do have like steel-toed boots that they like to wear to ride and stuff like that.
0: Well, they go with my booty shorts, Serena.
1: I mean, one guy did say a couple days ago, can I wear these with shorts? And my brother was like, if that means you're going to buy them, yes.
2: <laughs> Two snaps. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I wear I wear my motorcycle boots with shorts regularly. Sure.
1: Yeah, not cowboy boots though.
2: What? No, you you oh, gotta yeah. be a girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's a
2: it'll yeah be, Well, you don't so hey, forgive uh, me for being whatever, but you gotta <laughs> be a girl to get
1: my <laughs> Yeah shorts. Hey,
2: I, shorts this, is, this is America.
0: You can say whatever you want, buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it used it used
2: to be. Yeah. Uh you'll be Canada- canceled. Maybe You'll on that form I can still get away with it. You'll be canceled by Monday. <laughs> I think I've already been canceled.
1: What
0: did someone say? They're uncan- I'm uncancelable. I don't care what people think, but uh, Serena, what'd you say?
1: I was just going to say, Niagara's tried to get canceled, but it didn't yeah,
0: succeed. Yeah, we didn't succeed. Well, we're, well, we'll hold you up all night. We don't want to take up all your time, but I did want to make sure that we got the website and Serena wrote that down. So we'll go through it.
1: Well, I did I, write it down.
2: i i do have to do are we almost out of time because i do have at least one or two more stories i'd like to share okay hey you share. we've been having a lot of fun and i appreciate that because i don't think that there's a single fallen hero that ever said i'm going to give up my life for my country but i don't ever want my family to laugh anymore i think they all want everybody to laugh so i'm I'm really glad that we were able to do this at this point with with levity i I'm a big fan of levity. My DD-214 can kick your MBA's ass is a perfect example of that. <laughs> uh, I'd like, I hope it is. Uh, it, it it certainly is for people who have a DD-214. Right. I can't, I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and read it and go, is that a gun?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a 50 <laughs> you know, cal.
2: Civilians all think it's a gun or an airplane. They think we're anyway, all packing. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's a, you, you know, we, we like to a lot of people just want to ask me first of all the, the, one of my top 10 questions are what's your favorite road to ride on in the country? And And I don't know how many of our listeners today are bikers. Uh, but uh, you know my, my standard answer is my favorite place to ride in the country is the Ozarks, just about three hours south of Kansas City.
0: Oh, uh, Serena goes there on vacation all
2: the time. I go there a lot. She's yeah, rich. Are, it, that's a really great <laughs> place to ride. However, when people ask me what my favorite road to ride is, my new answer is the New Jersey Turnpike. Now, I have to tell you why. So, every year, um, I have now go to Washington, D.C. for a ride to, it was Rolling to Remember or, or Rolling Ro- Thunder. Rolling Thunder, first. yeah. Now, it's Rolling to Remember. Um, so I go ride to the our nation's capital to remind the commander in chief that he still got has to do something about MIA's and POWs. There's way too many of them, and uh, we got to bring everybody home. That's just it. We just got to bring everybody home. Um, so as part of that, we go ride in front of the nation's capital. Well, on Monday that happens on Sunday on Memorial Day weekend. Sunday on Saturday I go to uh Arlington National Cemetery. And I was uh gifted with the with the incredible honor of being somebody who presented a wreath at a uh, Fallen Heroes gravesite mm. wow. on on uh on the Saturday. And then after that we go take care of uh, Gold Star families for a little while uh in the Washington DC area. And then on Sunday we do the ride in front of the Capitol. That's an all day event usually starts at 5 30 in the morning ends somewhere around 5 30 at night. And then um On Monday, it's go home day. So I'm usually hanging out with somewhere between 50 and 130 bikes and bikers and people who are right. We're all riding together as a group into D.C. But on Monday, everybody goes home and they all go west to whatever part of the country they came from. Uh, A lot of them come (laughs) from as far away as, as Sacramento, California. Oh, yeah. But but I go north. I go north up to New England. I go see Gold Star families in Connecticut, Rhode Island. Um, New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, uh, all the places up in in, uh, um, the New England area. And I do a podcast. There's another podcast. Their studios are right in the middle of Long Island. And for those of you guys that don't play around a lot with U.S. geography, (laughs) Long Island Island is not New York City. A, A portion of it is. A little portion of it is, but Long Island is 150 miles from east to west. It's it's a long island. There's farms. It's, it's Anyway, mm-hmm. the podcast studio is right smack in the middle of that. And uh, in order to get there for the Monday night podcast from D.C., this last year, I ended up going down the New Jersey Turnpike. Well, it's the Monday holiday, so traffic is extremely mm-hmm. heavy. And, uh, you know, we're going down the road. Anyway, uh, uh, just before the New Jersey Turnpike, about 10 miles before the New Jersey Turnpike, traffic was at a standstill. I had my feet on the ground holding up the bike. And uh, we start moving a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. and We're going a little bit faster, and a little bit faster. And we're going about 30 miles an hour. And I look out my rearview mirror. And here comes another motorcycle on the shoulder. And he's just making uh, sure he's, he's cruising. Anyway, he comes into the highway right where I am. And just as he gets there, traffic starts to open up. But if you've ever, never been on the New Jersey Turnpike, it's two lanes, and it's bumper to bumper, and it's 75 miles an hour, and nobody ever touches their brakes. This is a very harrowing mm. experience, particularly if you're on a motorcycle. Well, this other motorcycle that had come up and joined me along the way, he kind of does, he's zipping in between cars, and he's, uh. doing, a, he's doing about 90 And he's like three cars up in front of me. And he said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. (laughs) And I cracked it down and and I started going in between these cars. And the New Jersey Turnpike is 75 miles long. Okay. So now here we are, we hit the New Jersey Turnpike and we're going 75 miles at 90 miles an hour, zipping in between bumper to bumper traffic. That's going 75 miles an hour and Uh... their brakes. And I'm going, I'm literally now listen, I don't recommend this. Uh, yeah, not, I don't either. <laughs> I don't recommend this to anybody, even the most experienced motorcycle riders. I would not recommend this to you at all. But there's a point to the story. We end up going the whole New Jersey turnpike. We get out the other end. It's no longer a New Jersey turnpike anymore. It's just a highway. And I pull off for gas. And my adrenaline levels are off the charts. I had done this 90 miles an hour, literally changing lanes with this much Uh between between my tailpipe and the bumper of the car that I'm in. I just cut off. I mean, literally. And it's constant for a full hour, 90 miles an hour. My adrenaline levels were so incredibly high. I had to sit down in a restaurant for an hour and just sit and just be in order to calm back down again. It was (sighs) the greatest rush I've ever had in my life on a motorcycle. It was much more of a rush than hitting that deer was.
0: Oh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so that's not my favorite road to ride. Now, having said that, don't do it. And the reason that I thought it was my favorite road to ride was because of the adrenaline levels. But let me tell you another quick story uh, before we say our goodbyes, because it's important. People want to know what, the gold, what happens with the Gold Star right What happens when you go visit a family? What right. happens when, you know, how do you? you vet them and you do all that stuff. So let me just tell you this real quick story. It was during my 2018 ride, when I averaged 307 miles a day, seven days a week, three weeks, I was right in the middle of it. I was somewhere around July 31st. I was somewhere in the middle of the country. It was hundred degrees outside. I've been riding and riding and riding. I was extremely, I was waking up exhausted and just getting more and more tired as the days went on. And as the evening approached, so this woman sends me an email, says, You have to meet my best friend. You have to stop and meet her. She's a gold star mom. That's all she said. And I said, Okay, set it up. So we're having lunch. We're we're meet, we met in a restaurant, we're having lunch, and I know nothing about how this woman became a gold star mom. All I know is she's a gold star mom. I don't even know what her son's name was yet. Um, so we're we're just at the very beginnings of so great to have you here, and this and those French fries look pretty good. And I prefer the (laughs) onion rings and, you know, we're doing this kind of thing. And, and then she just stopped and she put her hands down on the table she just stopped. And she looked at me, she was sitting right to my immediately to my right. She just looked at me and she just said, I just don't understand why my son would take his own life. Mm. And I was, Oh, wow. That I wasn't expecting that. And I, I looked at her and I just said, he didn't take his own life. That was a sniper's bullet from 7,000 miles away. And apparently it was the right thing to say because everybody burst into tears. It was like nine people sitting at this table and everybody was crying. The waiter, the waitress was, was wiping away tears too. And after a little bit of time of wiping away these tears, I said, those French fries look pretty good. I should have had those instead of these green beans or, you know, whatever. We just went Uh, back to the convivial nattering that you go back to. And and we just kept on. And what hour and a half later, we're hugging goodbye. We um, mm. really thank you for the for the meeting. It was it was this was something that was above average. It was pretty great. Um, I get back on the motorcycle and down the road I go. Three hundred seven miles. Couple more Gold Star families. Another town. Another state. Another again and again and again. Uh, seven days later, I in this flea bitten, really, really bad motel. Uh, the motel was so bad that I went to lock the deadbolt, and I could still, I still had space to push my finger between the door and the door. (laughs) It, It was just horrific. Like, and I had to, I had to do some weird stuff with my telephone and put it outside and turn on the hotspot in order to open up my laptop computer to read my email, because I only do email on my computer. I don't do email on my phone. And, um, I finally get it put in emails, finally downloading. Oh, here's an email from the best friend of the gold star mom. And very, very short and to the point. And it just said, your visit here was the greatest thing that could have ever happened. Because later that day, she went home and tore up her own suicide note. Oh, damn. That one stop. Yeah, that, that, that one stop. I talked to her yesterday. We're still friends. Four years later, we're, we're still communicating with each other regularly. She's a big fan of the book. That's way. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that And, you know, the book is not a chronological. No, oh. oh, there she wow. is. Serena Sorry. left for a minute. Sorry. Uh, so the book is not a chronological uh, series of this happened, then this happened, then this happened. The book is a is a memoir-ish story. So chapter one is about forming the foundation, chapter two is about dealing with uh corporate sponsorship, chapter three is about planning the ride, chapter four. We start talking telling stories of the gold star families, and chapter five, we start talking about all the motorcycle breakdowns. Chapter six is nothing but bad hotels. <laughs> <Wow. clears throat> um, see, I see, I made it a point to stay in the worst motels i could find because always driving down the road i'm thinking we got guys sleeping in a sandbox over in the middle east 7000 mm-hmm. miles away yeah what the why do i have the right to stay in a five star hotel so i always stayed in the worst piece of crap motel i could find all the way around um roach motel anyway, the roach <laughs> motels exactly exactly <laughs> that's what we did well, that's
0: awesome. Thank you for coming on and thank you for the stories. And we'll make sure that people get a chance to get a link to your book and uh, I'll put it on the blog. Serena is going to go watch football now. I know. I can see it. Look at her. She's like, I don't want to watch football.
1: Seahawks <laughs> and Denver. I don't know. Uh,
0: who wants to watch the Seahawks or Denver?
1: I mean, gross.
2: Right. But, but well, I do have a good friend in North Carolina who played for the Denver Broncos in the 1980s. So, uh, wow. hopefully,
0: hopefully, he kept all of his money <laughs> because I know a guy who played for the Arizona Cardinals who was roofing houses. Different story,
2: but uh, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. We we also know another s- heroic story about an Arizona Cardinal. Well, yes, yeah, we yes, we do. Yes, that's a,
0: that's a much better story, but yes. thank you. Well,
2: thank you. it has a, an incredibly sad ending, but it, yes, it, it does, does, but uh,
0: people like that. Are you know, few and far between. I Yeah, I think. we need so, more
2: people like that in this in this we, country. We, do. we, we definitely do. need more people like that.
0: We don't need more people like me and Serena.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael and Serena, it, I got to tell you guys, it's been uh, it's been another great joy for me to come on your podcast and tell some of the Thanks stories. Thanks for coming. Yes, There's thank a you lot, so much. There's a lot more stories in the book, a lot more stories yet to be written. Uh, and I'm headed for Denver this weekend. And the weekend after that, I'm in the Ozarks and the weekend after that i'm in i think i'm in north carolina or south carolina um we i'm the one who has to keep up the website so i'll try to keep the website up to date so if anybody wants to come ride with me from any well, given area yes. um uh, that's that's the number one place to look for it. okay
0: and you have you have my number now when you get ready to come through pensacola
2: i and- look forward oh. to seeing you in
0: person yeah we'll do yeah. let's
2: do this again when i'm sitting next to you Oh yeah. That'd yeah. be fun.
0: Me and Serena have never done one beside of each other, but I know we anyway. need
1: to do it. We keep saying we're going to, and then we don't. Yeah,
0: We will. All right. Hey, we got to go. Serena. We'll talk forever. I know. Well, <laughs> Usually it's Serena doing all the talking. <laughs> well, I'm
1: not in a rush.
0: All right, Serena. I, I, uh, another address. That was a longer interview than normal, but it was worth it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, he's got good stories to tell and sometimes you just need to hear that kind of stuff. Um,
0: but well, yeah. now me being a motorcycle rider, I, when he was talking about riding down the Jersey Turnpike, uh, oh my God, when you're on a motorcycle and you're doing some stupid shit like that, uh, when you're doing <laughs> it, it's stupid, right? We all know it's stupid. I've done right. it when you're doing it, you you get that rush. You're like, yeah. And the reason I took him an hour to calm down, I know because I've done it is we, when you get done doing something like that, you're like, oh my God, that was so dumb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: You live through it. And you're like, Oh, but what he does, uh, that's amazing. That takes a lot of commitment.
1: Sure. Oh yeah. That's a lot of time on the road. A lot of gas money, a lot of hotel well, money,
0: all that emotional, what an emotional drain on you, on you personally, like if you did that and had to meet all those families all the time. For uh, sure.
1: But I, it ends with a high I'm assuming, because you're giving them something that they need and I'm sure they're all very appreciative.
0: I, I'm sure they are too, but uh, God bless people like him. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I can do that uh, all the time. Uh, I I think me and you, we've seen our fair share and I, I, I don't know. That's a tough one, but you know, thank God again, we have people like him.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Hey, Serena, we were supposed to have Jennifer on this show, but, but we had a chance to bring someone from, from a, uh, well look chris you're just gonna, gonna have to delete that yeah forget out. it
1: he's messing it up don't
0: yeah i'm just gonna let serena talk first because i'm tired okay right, hold on three two one serena
1: what's shaking bacon
0: well we have a long <laughs> we have a long interview next but so we'll be quick but i'm just gonna tell you i don't have anything going on except for i started another new company i have some land development that's coming in about a week and i'm going to Jamaica in four days but besides that
1: Oh man, you're going to Jamaica in four <laughs> days. Are you going on a cruise or are you just going to Jamaica?
0: I'm going to Sandals. Oh yeah. All inclusive. Oh, uh, you know what that means? Lots of drinking. Well, maybe. Well, maybe I'll drink. <laughs> but I might have a few. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean then? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I can guarantee you that in the mornings, I won't be having water first. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah. So is this a, an adult only Sandals or is it family?
0: It is adult only.
1: Thank God, because if yeah. you said family, I was going to... Uh,
0: no, no, just me and Regina, uh, we're celebrating our 31st wedding anniversary.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations.
0: Yeah. Thank you. She's a lucky woman. But uh, what about <laughs> what about you? how's your week?
1: Um, the week is good. The kids are back in school, back in sports. It's balls to the walls around here.
0: Well, I know. We had to change our recording schedule because apparently yes. you are busy every yes. night of the week.
1: I am busy and Brandon is busy and it's just a lot. I don't know how people do it with more than two kids, but, um, also we just moved out of our master bathroom because it is getting demolished tomorrow. Finally. Yes. (laughs) Are they going
0: to, are they going to heat your floors?
1: Yes. The floors will be heated. Everything will be back to normal.
0: (laughs) Oh, and only a year later.
1: Uh, yeah, it's happened January 3rd. So here we are
0: September, Uh, -September. mid-September. Oh my God. Well, congratulations on your new bathroom. Almost.
1: Well, I mean, I just moved out of it. So (laughs) I'll have to post, I'll send you before and afters.
0: Oh, we'll put those up on the website. We're not the website. We'll put it up on, we'll put it on one of the videos at the end or something.
1: Okay. I feel like every, (laughs) the listeners have been listening about this, my stupid ass bathroom for nine months.
0: Serena, can you clean it before we put a picture up?
1: What are you kidding me? My bathroom gets cleaned every single week. Don't remember we talked about cleaning, ladies?
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, I got a bidet, but that's a different story. Oh, my gosh.
1: I got into an argument last night with my brother about a bidet.
0: What? Well, okay, we might as well tell. (laughs) If you don't have one, it'll change your life.
1: Here's what the argument was about. He was saying, him and his girlfriend were saying that they wipe themselves with toilet paper. Right. Then they use the bidet right. Then they wipe themselves dry with toilet
2: paper.
0: Okay.
1: So I was like, what's the point of the bidet? And uh, one of them was like, oh, it's cost effective. Blah blah blah, blah. I'm Like you're using twice as much toilet paper. And then my brother was like, no, but you're cleaning yourself. Like if you just, if you went to the bathroom, you wouldn't wipe yourself with your hand. You'd want to like you use soap and water. Or you, you know, if you get right. something, right. I mean, I get all that, but I'm like, I feel like you're just wasting more by using double the toilet paper.
0: So, Serena, I, I'm going to tell you, I maybe use more toilet paper, but I feel so fresh.
1: Okay. So then why don't, <laughs> so then why don't you just use toilet paper once, spray your butt with the bidet, and then use a towel to dry off? And then you're not using What the hell? Paper why
0: would you use a towel? That's disgusting.
1: <laughs> it's like you're not using double the toilet paper.
0: No, you'll have some stuff left. Ooh, a towel. No, no. <laughs> Serena, Serena, I can afford the toilet paper.
1: Okay. I All feel right. clean. Oh, it's not 2020. We're not on a toilet paper shortage anymore. I forget.
0: Uh, no, the, the, <laughs> the idiots have quit shopping. We are
1: good.
0: <laughs> Serena, what are you having this week?
1: I am having Kahlua.
0: What? Just straight Kahlua? Yes. That's not even that fancy for you.
1: I know. I just sounded good. Coffee sounded good, but I was like, why would I have coffee? Why don't I just have some Kahlua because it's nine o'clock at night? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. You know what? Kahlua is delicious, though. I like Kahlua. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: yeah, it's good. I wanted something sweet because I made um, egg roll in a bowl for dinner. So that's, you know, soy saucy and you know. egg
0: roll in a bowl. OK, I'll get that recipe. That sounds delicious. Oh, well. it's
1: it's amazing. You'd like it. It's a Hawaii thing, I'm sure. Oh, uh,
0: I love Hawaiian food. I miss Hawaii every day. Oh,
1: gosh, I miss Ponset.
0: Oh, oh, so there's a great uh, uh, restaurant in Pensacola. Oh, my God. They have Ponset. In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all oh, of it. Gosh. Yes. Yes, my buddy Pat, uh, his wife's restaurant. I'm telling you, they have amazing food. Sounds Uh,
1: delicious. What are you drinking?
0: um, I have two drinks. (laughs) So let me tell you why. Um, This is scotch, right? And it's it's delicious. Fancy boy. (laughs) Well, because I tried this Dr. Stoner's Smoky Herb Whiskey. Now, what do you think it tastes like? Weed. Exactly. It's skunky.
1: Uh, Is it Skunky
0: it is so if you like pot i'm sure that you would like it right
1: mm-hmm.
0: i do not like pot i don't like the way it smells and this tastes like pot smells so i was just about to say
1: so it tastes like it smells oh my god it's bad let me see the bottle again <laughs> smoky herb dang
0: Smoky herb
1: dr stoners does it have um, any does it have cbd in it
0: no it just says herb flavored whiskey okay well, it sounds as horrible and it is, but I had to try it.
1: So if you're high as a kite leader, <laughs> we'll know why. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to do UAs anymore, do you? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'm my own boss. I don't have to take piss tests, but you know, funny. I said when I after all those years in the military, when I got out, I was going to smoke myself to China, but I haven't done anything.
1: All right, I'll come down and we'll <laughs>
0: fire up.
1: Float in the pool. And- <laughs> get lit where's
0: the gummies
1: (laughs) on today's show we discuss the days a good adrenaline rush and a city so great it needs two states we also have guest anthony price executive director of gold star ride foundation